yeah. this would have been a while. I experienced it a couple Dude. times moving into my new house, but I went through a little stretch there where I experienced it pretty bad, and it it was pretty frequent and still terrifying every single time it happened because <laughs> it's just so hard to you can't get out of it, and there's just there's no way to get out of it. But you're you're fully looking around and. This shit is like you're awake, just sleep paralysis, by the way, is what we're talking about out there, folks. Yeah, it's very, I mean, just the words alone kind of tells you exactly what it is. Like, you're asleep, but you're still kind of, I guess, in that, you know, hallucinating type of phase, but you can't move a muscle. And you're stuck there, just your eyes can move around. But and you see all this shit, but you can't do anything about it. You just have to just, just watch. And scary shit happens, and you're just sitting there in fear until randomly you'll be able to like maybe move, you know, a couple fingers or toes or something that'll <laughs> snap you out of it, and you just like jump up. But that's still like right there. Like you never close your eyes through that whole thing. It, it's so you're awake. It's terrifying. Like you're awake or you're asleep. No, you're you're awake. It's like you're. It's almost like you're coming out of being asleep. So, like that ability to dream and everything is still kind of happening right in front of you. But you can tell you're awake because you can look around and see everything in your room and know that it's there. And you want to so bad be able to just be like, all right, just move. Because if I could just move, I know I'm going to snap out of this. But you can't, and it feels. Like a lifetime that you're just stuck there. What? Am yeah, I the only one fun. who hasn't wi- or been through this shit? No, I've never done that. That's fucking wild, dude. I went, I went through it back when. Uh, so, back in the heyday, like uh, we used to do the group used to do a ton of ecstasy. So you're uh, nice. Like you can't, you can't sleep normally. And the only way to do it is uh, with a, well, the best way to do it is with a chemical called 5-HTP. And uh, you can get it like GNC or whatnot. And you take it, and it's supposed to uh, replenish your serotonin that yeah. is, um, that's, you know, depleted from, from ecstasy. Yep. Well, I took the recommended dosage when I got back. Uh, so I went and partied back in our hometown in Washington. And then I went and flew back down to, uh, Flagstaff, Arizona for college. And I was like, dude, I'm just drained. Like I have, I was like, I can't sleep. I'm just like wired. I'm going to take it. So I took the recommended dosage and I fell asleep. And I remember waking up and everything that you could have in a nightmare was vivid. And the room was like my actual room. I knew I was awake and I couldn't stop it. I couldn't move. I was frozen in blank, like my my actual blanket that was over me. I couldn't pull it over my head. I couldn't move it from like off of my chest. I couldn't do anything. I was just frozen there. And it was like this weird altered state of I knew was real, but I knew that there was a dream and I couldn't get rid of the dream. And I'm like a super, super vivid dreamer anyways. So like I couldn't I couldn't stop anything from happening. And I would just like like audibly saying like i need to get out of this and my roommate who was in the room was like dude you need to shut the fuck up and i was like i can't like i can't stop this and it was i felt like i was frozen 
in the moment. And it was terrible. It was terrifying. Like I didn't get any sleep that night. I thought taking that was going to make me sleep better. It was terrible. It was terrifying. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I've never witnessed that. I've never been through it, but it sounds awful. I mean, I've heard stories about people, you know, there's this weird shit like demons or whoever's fucking around you. Just do they (laughs) they do like weird shit? (laughs) Dude, I've, I've had the worst type of shit. Like I remember when me and my wife were just, we just started seeing each other and she was staying over at my house. And I remember having a terrible episode because I, I could look over and there's just like a little, little witch looking woman just sitting on top of her chest and just like staring down at her. And I, I could just look at it and then she would just look over at me and look down at my wife, look over at me, but I can't budge. And I'm just terrified the whole time because I'm trying anything to like, you know, try and touch her leg, try and kick her and wake her up. And then she just hops off and runs up my, cause I was at my staying at my grandma's house at the time, hops off her chest, runs up, my grandma's stairs and then I snap out of it and I was able to move and it's just it's terrifying but I've went through I guess what I'm asking you did, did you see anything like out of the norm or were you just kind of frozen in place when you when you were experiencing it oh no yeah I like there were there were people in the room like multiple people it was like a like demons like like shadows yeah, like, like- like what and like i've seen i've seen that stuff i've seen that stuff before on like <sighs> just I mean, different different uh i don't like know different different drugs for sure i've seen i've seen things like like you're not on hallucinogens but like drink like two bottles of robitussin and tell me that you don't see like gargoyles or whatnot <laughs> floating around the room and like you're just like occasionally like you're having conversations with people and you're like there's a gargoyle and everybody's like, yeah, ADD, you're like, yeah, huh? it's right over, right over there. Yeah. So like, so like I knew my brain could process that. And then in that state, like I couldn't stop it and it seemed out of control. And there was like a ton of, I don't know. Like it, it seemed like going back. I mean, this is a while ago, but like, it was like dead things in the room. So like, no, no, like a uh, legitimate, like facial features, but like you said, it was like a, you can, you, you know, when your body knows that it's like a, something that's not right. Like it's not alive. It's not a real thing. And like that, that freaks you out. And that's when I like started to audibly, like I was like saying things, my roommates, like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? And like, and he sees me and like, my eyes are awake, you know, my eyes are open. I'm awake at where I appear to be awake, but I'm not. And I like the next day I told him, I was like, dude, you didn't help me. He's like, I told you shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> dude, that's, that's the biggest thing too. Nobody helping me. Because if someone could, if someone could just move you, you will come out of it. And that's what I felt like. I, I felt like I needed something that I could control and like wake up my roommate and be like, dude, you got to You got to be awake. Like get out, get up so that everybody else here leaves. And like, it didn't happen. So it was so, it was so real. And yet I knew it was, it wasn't real, but I couldn't stop what wasn't real. You know, yeah. like, you know, it, you know, it's not real, but it's still terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. Because you can't stop it. I could, I felt like I had no control over it. And I feel like I have a lot of control in my dreams and I had no control over that. And that scared the crap out of me. I was, I was fucking scared. Oh yeah. It's funny because my, uh, 
I told my wife about it and she ended up getting to the point cause it, it happened a, a few different times and she's also kind of stopped it from happening. And I've literally just told her like, thank you because I will start to like breathe differently, but I'm awake yep. and I know I'm awake and she's next to me. And if she's like moving around, then I'm just like, okay, just push me a little bit. Like I can feel you moving, but I need you to move my body so that I can snap out of it. And then when I do it, it's like I come back and I feel like exhausted. I'm heavy breathing. It's like, mm -hmm. like that is terrible. Thank you. It just feels like you can't, it feels like something's sitting on your chest and just yep. like pressing down to the point where you, you can't, you can't breathe. And outside of, outside of like me doing drugs, can you correlate that to like you being like super stressed out? I think that has something to do with it. Not only that, but like super fatigued. Um, yeah. I've I actually did a lot of what about Zequil? Zequil, I have funky dreams on Zequil. Yeah, dude. Uh, I wish I remembered some of those dreams. Those are yeah, Z I haven't taken it. I don't know. Some dreams freak me out, especially. I hear stories from that guy all the time. Well, P down there, he's told me these stories. Like, I've never had it happen. I've had like weird dreams where I like, <clears throat> you know, like you can't. Like, I mean, you know, you're sleeping and then like, you know, maybe like you're trapped or something. But I always like, whatever reason, like bust out of it. Like I'll, one time, uh, one time I had this, you know, this weird creature or whatever, like in my dreams, it was like sticking her fucking hand in my mouth. And all of a sudden I fucking chomped on her finger and then I woke up and it was my wife's fingers. <laughs> Jumped the shit out of me. I don't know, dude. It freaked me out, but. I was like, well, why are your hands there? I don't know. <laughs> Having a bad dream. Leave me alone. <laughs> I think she has the problems. What's going on there? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I was like, why are your hands so close to my fetish. face? <laughs> why are your hands? I'm not sleeping. Not gonna. Yeah, that's about the closest I've came though. I haven't had like funky, like weird See, awake the, shit. The biggest difference, yeah, is that it. It's not. It doesn't feel like a dream. Like it, you are so present in the moment of what's going on. And it's still like, it's hard to separate. Like, you know, that's not real, but that doesn't mean you can't see it right now. And that it's, you know, still scaring the shit out of you because. So when I moved into my new house, like the one terrifying episode is we we're sleeping in, you know, just our room. And then I knew I, was starting to have that happen to me because at this point I'd had it happen, you know, a bunch of times, but it still sucks because you almost like freak yourself out and then you start seeing things, but there's just a, a big, tall, dark shadow just standing in the corner. And I can, t I can make the figure out that it was just a person standing there and it was just eye contact, just staring at him. It's and it's tall, just dark like, and handsome, just staring you down. Well, tall, dark and scary. <laughs> <laughs> but he he could have done whatever the hell he wanted to do and I couldn't do a damn thing about it. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Have your way, but please don't move. <laughs> but it, and then I just remember him just walking out of the and that's when I came out of it. And it's <clears throat> it's so hard to to explain because you don't want to go back to bed after that. And you're fighting it. And do There's they do like things. fucked up shit to you or do no, they always just, just leave you it's, alone? 
it's their presence of them just it's like that's their goal is to instill fear into you and they succeed every time but they didn't yeah. they ever do anything like the the worst one that i've had was the one that i was talking about earlier where that little little witch looking woman was sitting on my wife's chest but i mean my wife's obviously sleeping right next to me and so it's just like almost face to face with this thing it's almost like ha you can't do a damn thing about it I'm going to look at you, and I'm going to look down at your wife. I'm going to look back at you. I'm going to look down at your wife. And guess what? I'm heading upstairs, which where my grandma was sleeping. So I was like, fuck. And then I snapped out of it. And then I woke yeah. up. My cousin's, my cousin's uh, grandma used to, they always used to say her house was haunted. They had tons of stories in that house that were crazy. But the craziest one I remember was her waking up. And she must have been in that sleep paralysis state, but there was like this black shadow figure just on her, just holding her chest down, just pushing her against the bed. And she couldn't get up. She couldn't scream nothing. And like, it's just holding her down. Like that's, it just felt like a real person on top of her pushing her down. And that freaked me out as a kid. I didn't want to go over there anymore. It's like, no, no thanks. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. You, yeah, that's pretty much what these guys talk about. I mean, maybe I don't because I have sleep apnea and I'm always killing myself in my sleep. But you know, yeah, they're like, they're like, you got it, you got it. Yeah, yeah, but I get it, guys. I quit breathing all the time. I get it. Fine, leave me alone. I'm used to the feeling of death when I sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 weird. You know, it's weird because the other day we were we were on the ship and like. We don't get any uh, TV, so we got to watch movies. And we were watching uh, uh, the uh, Two Towers or whatever for uh, Lord of the Rings. And, like, that scene where they're in, like, the the bog and uh, Frodo, like, falls in to the water. And there's all those, like, souls that are trapped there that are, like, pulling him in. And he gets, like, pulled out by, uh, by Gollum. Like, that's exactly what it felt like in in the moment like you were waiting for that to happen you were waiting to be pulled out of of the bog and there was nobody there like you're you're calling out and no one knows that it's real like they don't see what you're seeing so they don't know like the intensity of the moment and like that's that's such a uh it's just a scary feeling of just being like i you're legitimately alone in your own thoughts. And that's like, that's one of the scariest things is being alone in your own thoughts. And like, yeah, that's your roommate. is just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. like, <laughs> like you, you're alone, but you're not alone, but you, you are. Cause that dude's like, dude, I'm trying to fucking sleep. Get the, shut the fuck up. Dude. Yeah. That I mean, was, I know that, I've seen that. I've seen that like the twin towers or the two towers. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. That's that's got to be sketchy. Yeah, that's not that's not cool. Like being just drowned in water by souls. No, <laughs> fuck no. Uh-huh. I don't want any part. Of it. Yeah, fuck that. Dude. Yeah, like... and it it's kind of scary because there's there's a couple times where like I was trying so hard to you know wake my wife up or something because yeah I knew it was going on and I had like I wasn't seeing anything yet. But I had experienced it so many times that I know something was possible. And I, I think that alone 
you know, instilled a lot of fear in me because I hate when that happens because then I just go more like more p- paralyzed than I was before. At least now I'm trying to move before I'm just like staring at this, you know, object or figure that has just basically got me paralyzed. And then I lose focus on trying to, you know, move an arm or wake my wife up. And there, there were times where I like would end up snapping out of it myself and find myself being almost kind of like upset, like, oh my God, I'm right next to you. Like I was going through hell. Why didn't you wake me up? And you were, you were awake, but you didn't know I was going through. And it's, it's a weird, it's a weird space to be in. And they just have no clue. They have no clue. Um, I mean, my wife actually ended up, you know, waking me up plenty of times out of it and also waking me up when I wasn't in it just because she's like, well, you started breathing weird. And that's, that's where I think like the, you get a lot of like, you know, the figure holding your chest because it feels like you're suffocating and you're having a really hard time to breathe. So if I started falling asleep like that, and especially on my back, like if, if I fell asleep on my back, I would get it pretty bad there's i mean when i was going through it really bad she was just saying you know make sure to sleep on your side and now she does it just so i don't snore but you know i haven't (laughs) had an episode in a while but i would find myself you know having that shit happen to me while i was sleeping on my back and every time i woke up just because i was breathing weird or when i did snap out of it i was breathing heavy so probably has something to do with you know Along those lines, I mean, yeah. So is that the trick? Sleep on your side, and it's you're golden. I mean, every time it's happened to me, I've been sleeping on my back too. So, mm-hmm. well, I'm well, cause like I googled, you know, the sim not symptoms, but things that you can do to help prevent it. And a lot of it's just you know, your natural get enough sleep. You know, it happens if you're super stressed or really tired. Yep. Your regular sleep schedule. Um, but sleeping on your back is one thing that they say to avoid doing and which, which sucks because it's like the most natural way to sleep. I sleep, I I love love sleeping on my back with my hands above my head, but then I snore my arms not go fall asleep. No, Uh, it's not, not, not really. I'd wake up with the deadest arm, just pissed like needles just flying through them when I woke up. That's so only if I'm sleeping on. If I sleep on my stomach with my arm across my chest, then that's when I wake up and it feels yeah. like a thousand pounds. I yeah, that's what it feels like. Pillow, like across my face, and then I wake up just like, oh, I just cross face myself all night. What the hell am I doing? You're missing yourself. <laughs> Damn, that was a bad idea. I'd rather take sleep paralysis. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let me let me add, I, go ahead <laughs> i was gonna say is it weird that i want to experience this now yes yeah, yes, bro. i've never had what it's like no you don't it's, it's yeah. terrible you don't it's not like it's not like when we were like hey let's see how many bottles of robitussin we can drink it's not it's not like that it's, it's something you cannot there. control yeah, nobody, nobody can break you out of it yeah, Dumbo. It's not like you're getting picked last in dodgeball, buddy. You, know, just, you don't want it. Hey, everybody else is doing it. I don't want it. I haven't done it, but hey, let me ask you guys it. this though, since uh you guys have kind of been through it. Is it do you feel like it's 
like all in your imagination or like could it be like some ghost or like some you know uh spirit type shit that's just fucking with you or you know some darker type shit it feels that way when you're in it and i think that's part of the fear is you feel an evil presence but then i think you just kind of roll with that and then it like like i was saying earlier whenever i do see like certain things i believe that that's the whole goal is to like instill fear in me because they never do anything about it it's just like ha i got you scared but i don't know it, it's hard to not look into it because it just happens so randomly and you, you try not to think too much of it outside of that certain instance because i did it first and i only almost probably scared myself into having it happen more so that I just kind of had to disconnect it from, from that. But so you think it's like in your head, Hey, by the way out there, people, uh, today we got Timbo BP and Joel first timer here. He is uh, joining us on the podcast, but he's my sleep paralysis partner. (laughs) Yes. You're the only other one that's been through it here. So I got an hour. Yeah, we're it's a safety group. <laughs> yeah. Maybe next time I'm in sleep paralysis, I'll see you and be like, "Oh, hey, Joel. Oh, hey, <laughs> good to see you. Yeah, brothers. <laughs> yeah, my room. Yeah, wake me up, I, man. Get yeah, <laughs> my <laughs> huh. But Joel, what what do you think? Do you think it's like some entity or whatever, or ghost or spirit, or is it like just in your head? I mean, I I think it's things that. Uh, that you've created over, over time. Like, you know how you have, uh, what you have, what you assume is reoccurring dreams, which are like, uh, whether or not they're reoccurring fears or reoccurring dreams or spectral images that like your brain has created because like, that's what you've deemed, uh, like a fear. I think, yeah, I think you, you develop it. Like you, you make, you make it what it is, but, um, I, I don't think it's like anything uh like unworldly. Like it's 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 all in your head. Like you you're you're creating it, but you can't control it's one of those moments where you can't control what your brain is creating. And that's that's so that's so freaky because you're you're doing you're doing it, but you can't stop it. And like that's that's the, one of the scariest things is it's a fear that you're created that you created that you can't stop. And like, yeah, nobody else can stop it. It's only you. So yeah. And so you know like, what you're, you're afraid of. Right? This. Exactly. And you, all you're asking for is for somebody who's not part of your brain to, to stop what's happening. And like to bring some, some weird, like actual reality to the situation so that it stops uh, this, you know, this un- unworldly thing, this, occurring in your brain and that's that's fucking freaky it's, <laughs> it's so scary to, it's so scary to think that uh you have no control over your own brain and that, like it, it's an insanity thing like when you wake up and you're finally i guess sober from your own brain you're like i don't even want to go to sleep tomorrow like that's oh, yeah. that's not a great feeling at all it's like when you're like when kids explain when they have a nightmare and they don't the next night, they don't want to go to bed because they don't want to have the same nightmare. It's the same thing. You're just an adult with a more vast imagination. 
you know, it's funny because I've actually related that with my kids to the sleep paralysis. And, and when they do, like my daughter would say weird things from time to time, like she saw something in her closet. So she can't go to bed or she wants to leave the hall light light on and her door open and our door open because we're right across. It's like, I understand that. Like it's a, it's a legit fear that you're having. But was he laying on your chest? Get to bed. (laughs) you want my nightmares you couldn't handle them (laughs) (laughs) Uh, jokes people (laughs) Uh, i got a a question about that though p about uh you said you were at your grandma's house when the little witch woman Uh uh-huh yeah she's a little witch woman uh did anything else weird ever happen at her house like Anybody mm-hmm. else? Yeah, yeah, okay. That's because, like, See? with my cousins, with my cousin's grandma, like, a bunch of weird stuff happened in that house that they they thought it was haunted, for sure. Like, people just pounding through the hallways when no one else is home, just boom, 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 doors opening and slamming. Like, you know, I never saw it, but those are the stories. See, that's that's what was very hard for me to kind of draw the line between, is because I still do not like my grandma's basement. But I've had things happen beforehand, before that episode. And I talked to my dad and my aunt, who have all stayed down there. It's all isolated to one room. And that's where I had my first, what I'm going to chalk it up to as a sleep paralysis episode, in that room. But then this, the one that I was referring to earlier with the little witch woman, happened in the basement, but in a different room in the basement. And so it was hard to to uh, separate that feeling from what I was feeling there in that moment because I've had what I was feeling there at different places. So I was like, well, did it follow me? And tried to make this whole thing of like, oh, shit, this sucks. I'm, I guess I got a demon following me. But then <laughs> it, just to kind of realize because... I knew that I could snap myself out of that moment if only someone would push on me or like push my leg or touch my leg or if I could move my arm, I know I'd come. But I was telling my uh, telling my dad and my aunt about it, and they both had things to say about that particular spot in the basement. And then I'd bust hmm. my grandma just talking to herself randomly but having full conversations. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like She's completely cool chatting with these dead people. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> what the fuck? Just uh, giving them nugs. <laughs> yeah, just giving them nugs. Like, hey, you keep spooking the children. <laughs> She's like, we got an agreement. You oh, yes. Slips them a 20. <laughs> <laughs> she got mad at me, but she can't discipline, so she leaves it up to the ghosts. <laughs> fuck, man. I mean, so if you take, like, the, I don't know, the black you know, outline or whatever shadow, or whatever that lays on you. If you take that out of the scenario, right? <clears throat> what it sounds like is like, okay, I'm reaching for help. I need someone to help me. Do you guys think that has anything to do with like your mental state at the time? Like, Hey, I'm, I need some help or I need someone to help me. If only they would help me. So something would be better or whatever. Like, I know this is a little bit more deep, but like on a mental thing where it's like, Hey, well, I need someone to help me. You know, I can't get through this right now. 
All right, Joel, you got that one. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I don't, I mean, like, I, I don't think that, I mean, maybe that's just me being like super self-confident, but I, I don't think that it's something I can't, it's very infrequent for me, but, okay. uh, on, on, like I said, I, I, I feel like it affiliates itself more with like a super high stress. And so it's something that I know that like, if I get to that point, like I, I probably need to find where I can like digress a little bit and like take some stress off and like maybe take time off of either work or maybe it's family may take time away from family and like go do something on my own or whatnot. But like, and, and like relay that to my wife and and tell her like, Hey, like some, something's going on. Like I got to, do this it's nothing you know and and like explain it to her so like she knows that i'm not just like a psychopath or whatever but like (laughs) yeah that i need this for like myself but um i i don't think it's something that like i i i do feel like i've been able to control it since every time that it's happened like i i felt like i've had more control each time it's happened i mean maybe that's me being like like i said like being like really confident in the fact that i know that it's happened i'm like self-aware but it's not a bad thing but yeah i i feel i feel confident every time that i it does occur and it's like episodes it's spaced like four years apart or whatnot and i don't know when it does happen it's like scary but i'm just like all right maybe i need to like i don't know maybe it's like a warning for myself sometimes that like you're 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 overworking yourself you're overdoing it you're overthinking something take a step back let's let's rethink this so i don't know maybe it's my own little like self-trigger but maybe i, I mean, would be more worried if i could control it if, if it was happening very frequent i would yeah i would definitely go seek help for sure yeah i mean I don't know. That was just my brain. You know, I was like, okay, well maybe this thing represents something. I don't know. I've never had it happen. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's fucking scary by the way, you know, some grown men describe it. Doesn't sound fun, but like I, you know, I'll just take that out out, and then I'm like, okay, well, what are you in the moment? Like, what are you asking or what are you needing at the time? Cause a lot of the times like your body or your mind plays tricks on you or it tells you what you need, no matter how it tells you, it's going to tell you somehow like, you know, if you're fucking dehydrated, you're fucking, you got cotton mouth, you know, your mouth's dry. Like, you know, like your body like just reaches out and tells you or your brain. So I don't know. I was just curious yep. about like no, that. I, that's, no, I, that's a, that's a good point to bring up. Like you, it, it's your body. I, I do think that it's my body telling me like, take a step back, like do like think about like the situation or don't think about it. Like you don't, need to be worrying about this like it's you're overdoing it but yeah yeah, yeah I, I think that that's a good point to bring up it, right. it's cool how you said that you you feel like as it happened you felt like you had the ability to kind of control it like to an extent because you're still i mean you're still sitting there just can't move even though you know you're awake right. but you can kind of control the fear that that goes along with it and you know you are more aware that it's happening than yep. at first where you're kind of like still in that, you know, maybe this is a dream. Maybe it's not until you start. Cause you look around and that's what is weird is that your eyes can move just fine and you yep. can take in 
and absorb everything that's happening. Like I can, I can tell, you know, that the fan is on. I can look over until the hallway light is on, but I cannot yep. move my body. It's like that part of my brain to my body to, you know, have my limbs move just doesn't exist at that point. But exactly the, the taking in information is fully there. And, but I, I was able to kind of do the same thing and I haven't had a, a an episode in a long time. And Thanks. towards the end, I could kind of tell that that was happening. It didn't take away the initial fear of like, oh shit, here we go again, because you're fully aware that it's going on. So that, that, that fear is there, but start like seeing things and letting that fear escalate didn't really occur as much towards like the last few episodes that I did have. Um, because I think it's also when it first happens, you are so like taken back, like what is going on? And then yep. it'll happen again and again and again and again, if you're unlucky. But when it does that every time you just remember it the first time, Oh, this terrible shit happened. It's terrifying. Here it comes again. And then it just happened over and over until the point where like I had to do the research on it and how to, you know, what to expect from it. And then once, I educated myself on this terrible thing that happens. I was kind of more aware of the possibilities that could happen from it. And that it was just, you almost have to calm yourself down, talk yourself off the ledge while you're going through it. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like, is there like triggers and stuff, you know, like, uh, you know, like say, you know, I'm, if I don't want to get heartburn, I'm not going to eat whatever, you know, like just kind of like things to avoid, like, I guess it's like, I mean, the only things they really say is what I was saying earlier. Lack yeah. Blame your bag. Or, okay. Just, but, there, yeah, but, I, but there's not like things to watch out. Like, cause uh, like you were saying earlier, you know, uh, Frodo in the, in the swamp getting pulled down. Like sometimes you feel like that at, at work or in life, you know, you're getting pulled down. You're just awake, but you're just like, fuck, I feel like I'm drowning, you know, at work or in life. You're just so much shit going on, getting pulled in so many directions. So, I mean, I I don't know. I guess I was thinking more along line along the lines of that. Like, you know, okay, I'm I'm too stressed. I'm getting pulled in too many directions. Maybe I'm gonna have sleep paralysis later. I don't know. I guess I was I would, looking yeah, at more of that type stuff. I would say if you if you haven't had it happen ever, then no, because when I first had it happen, I was in I was in a you know, granny's basement. Spot. Yeah, I was I was in. But the weird thing is, that's that's what I had a hard time separating it from, like, just regular life. What could have triggered this? Um, because it happened to my girlfriend at the time, who was staying with me in my granny's basement. Um, and she woke me up and told me, like, what she had experienced and what she felt. And I'd, I hadn't gone through anything like that at all. So I just kind of was like, oh, I just had a nightmare. You know, no big deal. Go go back to bed and then she had it happen again and then months later we broke up she moved out i was still because you weren't room. helping her yeah yeah you help me protect me i should probably apologize but months later i had it happen to me and exactly what she had described to me was what happened and i was Holy shit. 
fuck this room. You know, this room is haunted as shit. What's going on here? And then that's that's what I think that's what kind of instilled the the fear in me about it when it happened in other places. It was like, oh shit, like maybe it left her, went to me, and then now I'm carrying this, you know, demon so to so to speak around with me. But then no no, it was weird. It just it just stopped happening. And it kind of sucks that you brought up earlier, Joel. That happens in like four year spurts because it's probably been around that time. I'm stressed. It's, it's about to be four years for me too. God so damn. I'm stressing it. Just leap year, huh? <laughs> now, it's always for me. It's always during it's always during a transfer season when I move my entire family to like another duty station, and I'm like stre- there's stress, a ton of stress yeah. with that. Like. My wife's got to find a new job. Kids got to go to a new school. I get a new job. All of us meet new people. And like, you know, it's in my eyes, it's like my fault that it's happening, even though like, I'm still like the one like providing like a lot of the reason of like why we're, you know, able to like live the way we live. But like still the stress level every time I think about it too much, like it, it gets to me and I know I can feel it happening. Not only did I have like what you said, like four years ago, I had the exact same type of like night, like night terror, sleep paralysis happen. I don't know, probably for like a, a three week time span and I couldn't control it. Like uh, way back in the day, I thought it was drugs that did it. No, it's not drugs. It's like your own stress. It's the stress that the drugs put on your body. And then, like, the stress that your body naturally puts on itself. And, you know, looking four years back, like, it's about to, you know, I'm coming up that time again. And I don't know. I can kind of feel like that. It's, like you said, it's that weird weight on your on your chest. It's, I think the you had, like, a, you know, you had a figure uh, weight, uh, weighing on your chest. And, like, I, I really do feel like that's, like, a, a metaphor your brain's metaphor for like the just stress like you're putting on yourself like that's you had to have a figure doing that to you and like for a lot of people it's just like i i kind of felt the same way i just felt like there was just a lot of weight like like somebody was putting like 45 pound stacks like repeatedly on your chest and you're just sitting there like like god it's fucking hard to it's hard to breathe and and you feel like you're, you're like, you look at your chest and you're like, there's nothing there. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, like you said, it's, it's scary to think like, Oh, this could happen anytime. And you not being able to control it. And the, for, for, you know, you guys who haven't had it happen, like that's, you don't you're want like, it to happen obviously, but like, September. I, I don't know how to prevent, I, I couldn't tell you how to prevent it. I really, I really don't think there's a way. Like, it's just, I think it's just something that's part of you and either you can control it and you know, it's coming or you can't like that's it's crappy. The, thing is, is the, the first time that I had it happen was I, I came out of a dream into that, into that scenario. Cause I, I'll never forget this dream. And that's what is kind of weird about it is like, I was, okay, I'm just going to go out and tell you the whole story because it was just. It was strange to me. So I was at Alcatraz, touring Alcatraz. And I had become separated from the group. 
and I made my way down to some cells and I remember walking into a cell and just seeing, seeing this person in the corner and she, she was showing me like this doll and telling me that this doll was a special doll, had a, a old woman's soul in it. And I was like, what the hell? That's weird. And she's like, yeah, her name is Erna and told me her name. And as soon as like I grabbed the doll, I snapped out of my dream and I was laying in my bed with that huge weight feeling on my on my chest. And I used to like to sleep in pure darkness and I had a fan on and I could not see. I was looking around the room, but it was just pure dark and I could just hear my fan like the RPM just kicking up so high on it. And this whole time I just got this weight on my chest to the point where I felt like I was going to pass out. Like I was just done out of breath. And then like, as soon as I was about to pass out, like I finally just got the tiniest little exhale out. And then as soon as I did that, like the fan ramped back down and I scrambled for my phone and like shined it around the room. Couldn't see anything. I just got up out of my room, took off. And so the first time I went through, it was just such a crazy fear but coming straight out of a terrible dream straight into it, which is what kind of caused me to relate that to more of a, you know, like a, a demon aspect or just a weird subconscious thing that kind of consumed me for a bit. Yeah. Cause you grabbed a doll, a freaky yeah, little named, doll. Named, named Ernie. He never touched the doll. Yeah. I, she handed it to me. What was I supposed to do? Do you get PTSD <laughs> playing on Rebirth <laughs> Island? Dude, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't like going to prison, bro. Y'all check the cells. I, I got the outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lady in there. Watch out. Staying on the roof. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if you got an Alcatraz on Call of Duty, you see Erna written on the wall. I play. <laughs> oh, yeah. But... Oh, we lost P. You haven't. I think that brings, up, that brings up like two two different elements. It's like, uh, I may, maybe two elements, uh, towards if this happens to you or not, it, that, uh, it could affect that are like, are you a vivid dreamer one? And then, uh, like two, do you believe in paranormal anything? So I think the combo of those two are like paired with stress and like whatever. I think that's a bad combo. I think those three like stress, uh, you know, the belief in paranormal and then just the vivid dreamer are a, that's a, that's a terrible combo. That's a sleep paralysis I, I think that's cocktail. a, you know, that's a, that's a cocktail for some sleep paralysis right there. Like I'm a super vivid dreamer. And on top of that, I can like somewhat control my dreams. And that's what scared me most was like, I can just like, I, I literally can just be like, this dream sucks or this dream is getting out of hand, change the channel. Like, what? like hit channel up a lot in my life. And in those moments, I cannot do that. And that's what scares me most is like, I can, I can normally just like, just be like, Oh, I'm out of this. Or like, Oh, I need to stay in this dream. Cause like, I'm about to like, there's two chicks with huge tits. Like this is happening. Like I can stay <laughs> in that moment, but like for the most part, <laughs> like I can control those. And in those moments I cannot, but I'm also not like a, a believer in like, anything i don't know like ghosts and shit i'm not gonna say we don't believe in like things that you can't see but like i just yeah 
it is what it is to me. Like it, it either is or it isn't, but I don't care. I'm indifferent, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. But, I feel you. like, but being super, super vivid dreamer is what, something that I am. Like I can see people's faces all the time. Like if I, if I meet you, if I, if I've seen a face, I can even like in a crowd, I can put that face in the dream and like, see it again. Mm -hmm. It's, it's weird <clears throat> and control the dream. Yeah, see, that's the that's the crazy part. So, I mean, they say that we can all do that in your imagination, your dreams or faces or people that you've seen before or something, you know, or at least thought you've seen, like in a crowd, like you're saying. But, like, for me, I don't I'm not a very vivid dreamer. Like, I'll be surprised if, if I remember my dreams. Um, usually I just sleep. I mean, I've had, like, vivid dreams before. I've had nightmares, stuff like that, but like on a daily basis, no, I don't really remember my dreams. I just, it's usually like, Hey, quick nap. I fucking took a nap, woke up, let's go back to work or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really vivid dreams. I always think it'd be cool to do like you're saying, like to just flip up the channel or whatever, or, you know, Hey, let's stay in this dream or control. Like, I always think that shit's fascinating, but I can never do that. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know how it would be to be able to do that. And if that has a link, I mean, so you have that capability to, to do that. It's just weird that you can't do that when you're in that sleep paralysis yeah. stage. Because it's like taking the control that you're used to having when you're sleeping. And maybe, maybe that's why though, because you don't have control. Yeah. You feel like you don't have control in life, but maybe. But P, I know yeah. you. You like point out like black cats cross the road, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. And I'm like, what is happening? What are you freaking out about? You're like, oh, do you I see a know. black cat? And I was like, no. Is that scary? Yeah, and then you almost pulled out in front of a semi. Final destination. Okay, buddy, going on, I fucking <laughs> you know. See, you freaked out, man. I got control. You know. I, was I got control. Yeah, I was fine the whole time. You know? <laughs> yeah, I take it back. I kind of want you to experience sleep paralysis just for you, though, buddy, so you can see what it's like. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't. I don't know. I don't oh, want don't. to. If it, if it happens, you know, I guess we'll handle it. But I'm hoping it doesn't happen. I don't want oh, it to. Man. I guess. Yeah. So that brings me up a, another kind of point. Uh, kind of what you said on stress and all that. And it usually happens during stress. What do you guys do to like, I don't know, handle your stress or relieve your stress? Like for me, I, you know, I like to sit in like some solitude and like try to process things a lot. Right. So what do you do, Timbo, for your like super stressful situations or stuff? You know, you're like, ah. Just whatever, day-to-day -day or, like, super stressful type shit. Like, what do you do to, like, help calm yourself down and stuff? Yeah, if I'm if I'm really stressed out, I feel like I can't handle something. I kind of, I don't avoid it, but I move on to something else that I can handle and kind of start working my way up to it. Like, okay, I'm going to handle this. Or, you know, just even if it's, like, one task that I'm like, fuck, this is stressing me out. I try to break it down into littler tasks like okay i gotta get this done but where do i need to start what what's going to be the the starting task that's going to be easy to accomplish so i can just kind of step up towards the the finish line so i just like just break it down into into steps and start at the bottom work my way up 
because it's kind of stupid to focus on the the part that's stressing you out the most, which is usually the the finish, the the final part of it, and just start at the beginning, work my way through. Like mm. you know, I I made that comment on the TikTok you posted. You know, think of the solution, not the problem, and that's where I like to. What I like to do when I'm stressed out is okay. What what am I stressing out about? It's the the deadline, the the finish line. How do I get there? And then just work my way through it. Yeah, that's. I'm glad. I'm glad that you you know you posted that you know on the comment because it shows you know we we're kind of thinking on the same page because I think you nailed it though when you're like, hey, I focus on this. Like if you oh if you focus if you write down you know, five things that are fucking stressing you out and you're like, okay, which one can I control or which few? And you try to solve those like the, uh, like the, the stress, like a little bit dies down. And then it even makes you realize like, Hey, I can't control that stuff. So why am I so worried about it? Yeah. It might affect me, but what can I do? And then you can just, you know, do you, do you like add anything to it? Like, okay, well, if I do this, will it help out the situation? Like add like a, like a productive thing to it rather than like, Hey, let me cross out what I can do to handle this stress. But do you go the other route? Um, not really. I mean, I, I guess sort of, I try to think of, you know, the easiest solution there. So if I do this, it's going to help that. So yeah, I guess I do that kind of subconsciously. Like if you, if you start at the bottom, the, the, the tougher task is going to get easier. Once you start accomplishing those easy lower tasks. Exactly. Final one's going to be easier for you. I mean, just today I got an email from the boss wanting, you know, these six things accomplished. And I just looked at it and go, all right, this one first, this one, this one, this one, that's going to be the easiest route. If I do this, it's going to help this. So yeah, I guess I do that just don't even think about it right and i mean that's probably why you know i i think that's why some people handle stress a little bit better than others because something they learned or subconsciously they do things like just like you're saying like i don't even think about it what i do i just do it and you know and other people got to learn to like control their brain or control or learn or be like hey no no no, don't fuck that don't think about that shit we're going to focus on this and you have to like control and like train your brain. So, but I mean, either way, nailing, I think that's, I don't know. That's kind of what I do. What about, uh, what about you fellas? You guys kind of do anything similar or do you guys have a different process? Well, just to kind of go along with that. I think a lot of it too comes with experiences, you know, age. Definitely. That's, there's a reason why, certain things will pop up and you know your grandparents deal with it a hell of a lot differently than you would deal with it because they've already been through plenty of experiences they've already you know been through their own hardships and they just had it's just building up a tolerance to stress i guess you would say is like they've they've had their fair share of stressful situations so they understand how to deal with it better than someone 50 years younger than them. And so at the same time, you know, if you've been through a lot of stressful situations in your life, you can probably look back and point out where you, where you did that, 
where you responded to it wrong and you know that you responded to it wrong or you took it hard that in that same situation take it 10 years fast forward you would have dealt with it a hell of a lot differently but you dealt with that that way in that time for a reason and now you're more equipped to deal with a situation like that so in a timbo mindset you're you're you can break it down that way when at that point in your life you wouldn't be able to break it down that way and you would look at the big picture and allow it to take to take you over and kind of consume you and really kind of persuade your day-to-day mood off of something that now if you would have got that same email from your boss you know in the same situation 10 years ago it could have been a hell of a different week for you but now you're able to break it apart and kind of you know see the bigger picture and not not have to you know go out and win the game right now it's like just focus on the next play so i mean i've i've been through a hell of a lot of different scenarios and situations and been able to kind of look back on previous situations and kind of tie it into certain things I'm going through on my day-to-day big situations because I have I have big things happen in my life that should have really or would have broken me down five years ago. But now I have the ammo to kind of step back and allow myself to view it differently. And I'm going to say that same thing about myself 10 years from now. Like 10 years from now, I could be going through something super hard that I wouldn't be able to handle today. And that's just a constant learning experience. But it's kind of fun and kind of rewarding to see yourself grow, especially when you're able to sit back and like pat yourself on the back. Just be like, you got through that. You got through this situation. You got through this situation when I couldn't have before. I mean, small victories. Oh yeah, small victories, you know. I got five yards on that play when nice. I could have lost ten yards. Yeah. I mean, you just take it as a victory. Exactly, dude. And and that's the reason, you know, one of the one of the main reasons like I want to do this podcast so bad is to I mean, just show like the kids like how much you grow from ten years, like you're saying, or even like the little tricks we learn, like what Timbo just broke down. Like if somebody listening can be like, oh shit, well maybe I should just focus on these little things, what I can control, and then the rest might fall into place or I'll handle it later on. Like that's huge if you can pass down information like that and solve, or you know, so many problems and cut them out of some guy's life or, you know, girl's life. Who's doing that? I mean, because there's so many things I've learned and I wish I knew, but you know, you got to learn the hard way. And... So I, I guess, I don't know, for me with, with, uh, with like solitude and stuff, Joel, do you do anything like solitude or like process or do you just process like on your feet and as on the go, or do you have to like take a drive and sit and, you know, take an hour or two and just like process what the fuck's going on? I mean, I think, uh, a lot of, that's the one thing that, uh, like my job, like being in the Coast Guard doing search and rescue and whatnot, like it, 
everything is like a spur of the moment stuff. So like your processing has become so quick and it has to happen right, right now. Like it's like, Hey, it's it, this moment is happening <clears throat> immediately. You have like, you're responding to a situation with all your, it's like, it's all training stuff. Right. Yeah. But when you get to like, when I come back home and it's a, uh, just, you know, just a situation with like me and my kids, I immediately go to, to like that type of situation of like, Hey, we got to do this now. And everybody's like, no, we can like take time. Like this isn't a life or death situation. Like nobody's <laughs> going to get hurt right now. And I'm always like, yeah, yeah but we got to fucking figure it out right now. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, we don't, we can, we can sit on this for like a week. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. We can sit on this for a week, but like, uh, like the stressful situation and stuff like that. Like I, I don't know. It's, it, it's a process. It's a process. Like we were talking about, like, like Tim was talking about, like you, things that you can like accomplish like real quick and whatnot, and, like things that you can handle, you handle those first. And then like, you obviously like scale up, but sometimes you get thrown a, a situation that like you were not ready for. And you gotta be like, fuck. Yeah. I need to handle this. Yeah, I, I think whether, that happens. You whether know, it's quite family a bit. or job. Like it, yeah. yeah, it it sucks, but it's like you I don't know. It like oh and like you said, over time, like ten years from now you look back, you're like, I handled that poorly. And like I'm gonna learn from that. And then the next time that happens, you're like, ah, oh, I fucking aced it. And then two years later, you're like, shit, I handled this next situation poorly. And then like a couple of years later, you're like I've seen this before. Like it, it's, it's all like part of like growth and whatnot, but mm-hmm. like whether it's professional or, uh, you know, personal, like it's, there are two different levels there. And like, that's, that's one hard thing for some people. It's hard for me to separate, uh, professional versus, uh, like personal and family. Like I, there's times where I'm just like, why can't we figure this out? Like, there are four of us in this family. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. Like it's 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 me, my wife, and a ten year old and a seven year old. Like yeah. we're not gonna be able to figure this out. Like yeah. it would be at work with like, you know, four adults that were trained for this. And like, there's times where I have to tell myself, you know, take a take a step back and and like kind of <laughs> let the situation go a little bit further, and maybe it'll like work itself out. But <laughs> yeah, don't you, ten year old, get your shit together. Come on. <laughs> yeah, like when, <laughs> learn from your training. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. We can't stall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I agree. I think we all kind of got to think on our feet, like at work. I mean, even at home. I mean, certain situations are going to come up and you're like, all right, let's do it. And, you know, one thing for me that I think just helps is I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this and I accept the consequences no matter what. I think that helps. But th- some things for me, I guess some things that stress me out is some things I don't understand or how I'm feeling. I don't understand. I'm like, why the fuck am I feeling this way? Like, what the fuck's going on? Like, why can't I figure it out? And those are the times I have to like go in like some solitude and like just sit in some silence or just sit by myself and be like, all right, why does it bug you? Let's start with the base. Like, does this bug you? Well, kind of. Okay. Does this bug you? Well, no. And you kind of just go down the list, but I feel like the only time I can ever really do that is when I'm in like solitude by myself. Cause it's the only time I get like peace and there's nothing going on around me. Cause like when you're at home, you know, you got 
family, kids, you know, whatever going on, animals, who knows. But you always have something going on or the TV. But, like, that's one of the reasons I like just to go places. To just to be by yourself and just process some things. I feel like it helps out a lot. That's one of the things that I kind of preach on here is to that's always helped me is just to do that because I don't know about you guys, but there's some things I just don't understand or why I'm feeling or I don't get why someone else would feel that way. And it takes a minute to like put yourself in their shoes or look at the surrounding or the scenarios. So that's, I don't know, that's kind of one thing that I just, I'm always going to preach because it's helped me out so much for life really. Yeah. Yeah. See, and I can see that too, because I mean, in previous podcasts, I had kind of talked about where I quit my my job that I was working at for eight years, and that's kind of where I defined where my life definitely changed. And at the time, it was just it was definitely not for the better because I put a lot more stress on myself, and things kind of just snowballed out of control. But then here I am at a place where I'm very happy that I'm at. But at that particular job, I worked by myself and I could choose to be in my own thoughts and kind of sort through my own head while I was working. And then when I quit that, stress came upon me and then I was working with crews, so I didn't have that individual time with myself that I was used to. And then it just just allowed my brain just to kind of go crazy and really get out of control. And... I do kind of have that lone lone wolf mindset when I am going through through stuff I I do have to kind of sort it out on my own time and it's it's kind of selfish especially like you know with the kids and wife involved mm-hmm. because it's like I ha- I have to have that time but my my wife knows it like she knows you need a minute you need to kind of figure this out before I you know, try and help you through it in the way that I can. Um, and that that's kind of a big thing is when it comes to family, you just kind of learn your coping mechanisms and the way you get through things. Because what you need or what you view as helping could be kind of just getting in the way and it could be the wrong advice, you know, to what what helps you isn't necessarily going to help somebody else, kids, wife, whatever. Yeah. But to your point, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty similar in that, in that sense. It's almost, I don't need solitude to figure out the answers. I, I need kind of like the solitude in my own head to, to start to direct things. And then. Well, it's like a process. Yes. Yeah, like figuring out yeah. to me is like processing it. Like some things I don't understand, but you know, some things I'm like, okay, well, what, what the fuck are you gonna do? You know, like you can't do anything about this, so let's figure out a path to go down. You know, and kind of figure out everything. Yeah, so I agree because we used to uh, work at DirecTV. You know, and a lot of times it was like weirdly peaceful, just up on the side of a house, just mounting a dish for people. You know, by yourself, by yourself on a ladder, you can have some tunes in or not. And just, you know, there's something about it. So when you do that for a long time, that's one of the reasons that I like to go out by myself sometimes, because 
I've been, I did it for a long, long time. And then now you're with people all the time. You don't really get that same, like just even a little bit besides when you're fucking taking a shit or something, but the only time maybe. Yeah. But it allows other energies and just like the, the room kind of persuades your mood when you're working by yourself, you are in your own thoughts and you can kind of navigate through where you want to be. And it was just a, a weird freedom that I didn't even realize was such a big, a big deal. Like a big thing that was actually kind of persuading how I dealt with mental issues, even just kind of filtered through my own brain. Like I had a lot of that time to myself. And then when that was just kind of gone, it was a weird change. Like it was a weird way to process things because now I didn't have that time to myself. And then you add a bunch of stress on top of it when you don't have that time to kind of clear your own mind. Then it becomes different problems that you didn't even realize could become problems because you already had that shit sorted out every day. You know, eight hours a day, you already were able to kind of fix, kind of keep your, uh, keep your brain maintained and then you let her go for a while and you're not equipped for that. Yeah. So do you do that now? Do you go and do any sort of solitude or like go by yourself? Cause if not, I would recommend it because doing that for so long and then not doing it like, you know. You're used to like decompressing and even you can decompress your brain and all that. Like, um, I've, I've, I think it would be very beneficial. I found, I found a balance because I realized, especially, you know, with, with kids getting older and that opportunity not always being there for me, that I'm going to have to enjoy my own little solitude moments or like if I'm going through an issue that I know is, really affecting me then just communicate like hey i i need this moment rather than try and deal with it without having that moment and just try and deal with it in other ways like i i'm very vocal now about i need i need i need a minute i need some time it's good and i'll find myself like doing little things like even when i am you know, working on my own to not have anything going on and no like podcast in my ear, nothing going on, just me in my head. And even like mowing the lawn, I'm just, that's, I'm just mowing. I just kept on mowing. <laughs> and, but, but I enjoy it. Like I enjoy that, that weird time of just by myself. Yeah. It's funny you say that because a lot of people that I've talked to and stuff, they're afraid of silence. Like, you know, some people don't like silence or whatever, which if you got a room full of people, yeah, it might be a little weird, but some people just don't like silence. And I'm like, well, it's probably because you need to figure out something that's fucking bothering you. That something's just weighing on you and you don't want to deal with it because it's yelling at you. Like we were saying earlier, your body or your mind's going to tell you sooner or later, and it might just wait for the silence and then it's going to start yelling like, Hey, figure this out, you know? So it's good. I think, I think silence is great. I think silence, everyone needs it. Maybe not pure silence all the time, but I think you need it just so you can hear yourself think 
and talk and so many people shove phones in their face all the time or distract themselves with any little thing they can when anytime they get one moment of silence or spare free time and i'm like use it fucking great for you you know what about you timbo i know you got a bunch of <clears throat> bunch of kids so silence is probably hard to come by especially <laughs> with dad of the year trophy yeah no i think i i guess i don't really like silence either but just not complete silence because like i do enjoy that solitude where i can go out and mow the lawn or i used to like going out on hikes by myself but i'd always throw the earbuds in and just listen to music because for me music is therapy like even if it's fucking hardcore gangster rap like i'm still just <laughs> it relaxes yeah. me like and i don't want to gang signs that. at your neighbors yeah that's right yeah i'm just sitting there rapping on Man. the Jeezy while they're driving by oh yeah <laughs> but oh like i i don't even realize that i'm doing it but i'm sitting there thinking about it and by the time mm-hmm. i'm done i am way less stressed out and whatever that was weighing on my brain like i've just thought about it while I'm doing that mowing the lawn or just even at work like if I'm stressed out I throw my earbuds in or play my music quietly and just sit there and zone out to that and focus yeah and it, it it's a it's a major stress reliever for me and fuck I think without music I'd <laughs> I'd be toast <laughs> yeah that's I... a huge thing for me it it definitely it's weird that it silences my brain as much as it does, but it helps me out a lot. And I just, that's my, uh, my solitude is chilling some, and some tunes. Well, yeah, Timbo, I do the same thing. Like I like, you know, I can process a lot with music and stuff. And sometimes it'll make me focus. Like I'll write something and stuff, but I think, I don't know. I guess my question is like, what don't you like about the silence? You know, I've never really thought about it. I just well, probably just that it's I got too much going on in my brain with no distractions that kind of help me focus more on what I really um, want to think about, I guess. Okay. Because what I've yep. noticed is, I mean, I, I listen to music and it'll help me, you know, if I want to do something. But a lot of times silence will, there's so much going on in there. But after a while, like after you let the storm pass, like all the shit, it almost like points out the bigger problems where if I put in music, it's like, okay, well, let me process what I want to process. Like the silence almost helps me with like, okay, what are the things like you don't want to process though? They will surface almost every time. And like all the noise will come in you know, like a fucking hurricane. And then as soon as that passes, like all of a sudden surfaces, like the problems that you're like, Hey, I need to deal with this. And I know it, like, you know, it deep down or a few things, but it won't be so like, you know, cluster fucked and like spitting at you so hard. It'll just like surface. Like, okay, here's a couple of big things you should probably deal with. I mean, that that's at least for me, what kind of goes on with silence. And that's why I recommend it so much because don't get me wrong music and all that helps you process, but it's kind of like, you know, you'll kind of go through, um, at least for me, like, you know, if I'm mowing the lawn, listening to music or whatever, doing something, I'll kind of go along like, okay, I think about this and I'll think about that. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of a problem. Okay. And I'll deal with it. But it's never like, 
I don't know. I guess I shouldn't say never anything crazy, but I guess it's usually like the bigger, bigger problems when it's like silence. Like there's nothing going on, but maybe like a little bit of, you know, worldly noise. You know, like if you're out in nature, like the wind. I think the big thing is that you figured out what has worked for you. Because what you're saying could be complete opposite of what what worked for somebody else. But yeah, for sure. I think I think the biggest point is that you have you have figured out your process and you you know speak by that as like a truth and you want to like portray as like oh this is this is what is great for me and it works for me. I think the mm-hmm. the big thing is that that is exactly what what you believe in and which is great because that's what that's what is your process. Someone else's process could be complete opposite. Like maybe they need all the noise in the world and silence is what, you know, brings up all the big, the terrible shit that they can't focus on in silence. So they need that kind of surrounding noise to clear their mind. Yeah. I feel like it's it's, it's just weird to think about different coping mechanisms and what, what works differently for different people. Yeah. Yeah, for because sure. There are certain things that would not work for me at all. And you have to kind of look at it because, you know, especially like in, you know, in a marriage, like you could be complete opposite people and you could recommend something that is working for you to your wife. And that is the, the absolute wrong answer because that's not what's going to work for them. But then at the same time, vice versa, they're doing something you view it as like, oh, you might be stressed when that's them clearing their head. You know, right. so you you gotta take it at face value and just kinda open your mind to that that possibility that's like, oh, okay, so that's that is them doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah. Clear clearing my head. Well, I think you know that by saying possibility. I mean, a lot of the shit I, I spit out and I speak, you know, a lot of shit that I've exactly what you're saying. Like I, what works for me and what I go through and what helps. Um, the only reason I usually say what I say is because if someone hasn't tried it, like I will go and try a lot of different things. Like if, if something worked for someone, like I will give it a, like a legit shot because it worked for them. It might not work, but I might give it a shot to see like a legit true shot because you know, I mean, if somebody's figured it out, how to make a lot of money, I'm, you know, I might make, I might listen to see if it works for me, you know, different scenario, but I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I, that's why I think it's great that we all put out different points to see what kind of works and what doesn't work. And some people do, but, you know, but also to maybe, Hey, well maybe that would work for me or, you know, yeah, maybe I'll give it Open a shot that door. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's proven success for this person. You know, let me, let me see if that is exactly. the formula that I need. Maybe that's yep. that's my success cocktail. Yeah, uh, and if it isn't, it isn't. Don't don't try and force it to be your success just because you heard it. I mean, yeah, it's because it worked a, for me. Just, yeah, exactly. It's just a it's just a a story. It's a success story, and take whatever pieces you want out of it. Maybe certain things don't apply. Maybe this really hit home, and maybe you should try that. But you know, tweak it a little bit. Everything is is. Yeah individualized exactly individualized you nailed it like 
but that's one thing I'm I'm a true believer in. Like you know, kind of saying earlier, Joel, with like being confident in it. Like I'm be confident on shit that work for me because if I'm half ass confident, no one's gonna believe that that shit worked. They might not even try it out. But if I'm like, half-ass hey, confident. Yeah, but if I'm like, hey, this shit fucking works, give it a shot. Because if you haven't tried it or like, hey, well, maybe that would work, maybe. And then they do it and it fucking works. But if I'm like, yeah, this kind of works, you know, then nobody's going to listen, you know. So, I mean, I I just, I've, I fully support anyone being super confident and just throwing it out there. I mean, that's just part of life. Just take all bits and pieces and, you know, individualize it for yourself. Yep. You know, yep. you know and exactly. 